Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Randa Halbury, a very special, inspirational mother. Randa overnight went from being a marketing executive in the corporate world to the mother of a child with very high needs. Randa is an author, a speaker, inclusion advocate and advisor. She is the author of the book, Dealing with Autism, and the founder of MATES, a school-based social inclusion and leadership program. Randa's 19 years of experience in raising a child with autism sparked a passion to help others understand the unique needs that parents, teachers and healthcare professionals have when dealing with autism. Following a heartbreaking bullying incident at school, Randa felt the need to speak directly to her son's peers via social media and so created a YouTube video asking them to just be kind which received a huge response from mothers and teachers. It also won a prize in a short film competition, but more importantly, his peers saw it. The book Dealing with Autism was therefore the next part of the response to the exclusion and isolation that Randa's son experienced, but it wasn't enough to just share the narrative as a society. We need to be proactive and encourage genuine, practical inclusion for our children. I am sure you're going to enjoy this heartfelt chat with Randa. Welcome to the show, Randa Halbury. How are you today? I'm well, thanks, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we were just having a bit of a conversation around uh, what you do. And the reason we got you on the show is you are an advocate and an advisor for dealing with autism, which I think is awesome because it's something we don't talk about often. So before we get into our conversation, I thought it'd be really good to maybe do a little bit of an intro and tell our listeners a little bit, of, or a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Well, um, I'm now on a path that uh, I, I really didn't uh, plan on. You know, you set your goals and, and you think uh, you know where you're going, but uh, things, life happens. Uh, and I went uh, overnight from being a marketing executive in the corporate world to the mother of a child with, with very high needs as a result of a, a mismanaged delivery. And, and one of his issues is autism. Uh, so uh, we've faced a lot of challenges over the years, but uh, he's Richard, our son, is our biggest blessing, and he's just the bravest, uh, funniest uh, young man that I know, and we're so blessed to have uh, him as our son. 
and as a result, I've uh, written a book about our experience. I I speak on the subject. I'm an inclusion advocate, and I also advise young parents. Uh, but most importantly, I've written a, a school-based social inclusion and leadership program called Mates, because that's uh, autism such a wide spectrum. But one of the um, uh, most common characteristics uh, is that they have. Uh, difficulty with communication and often they they can lead very lonely lives because of their uh, inability to communicate effectively. Yeah, and I think that the other thing that um, what I really love that we were talking about before we got onto the show was just about uh, how sometimes when you um, live a life of somebody else's beliefs. So if, you know, a doctor or a specialist will tell you that they will never uh, talk again or walk again or whatever that may be, uh, just, you know, maybe explain a little bit about that, some of the things that was said to yourself and your husband and uh, how did you shift that mindset from going, you know what, I'm not going to listen to what they're saying, um, I'm going to live this kind of life? Well, yes, I, you know, I, I strongly uh, believe uh, that... Uh, you do have the power to, to change things and and I've always tried not to let other people's limiting beliefs become my own. And we were told when Richard was only six months old by the leading paediatric neurologist uh, at, the, at the hospital where we went um, that uh, he was very, very, in a very bad way. He probably wouldn't walk. He probably wouldn't talk. Um he had issues with his vision and with his hearing. And and when I, I said to the doctor, well, surely there's something we can do, uh, he condescendingly took a moment to look up at me from his notepad and said, well, there is something. Uh, perhaps, darling, you should go away and think about having another child to take your mind off this one, uh, to, to say I was absolutely appalled is an understatement. Um, you know, you always think of what to respond in hindsight, but even in hindsight, I had nothing to say to him. Um, so I walked away. But but now, um, so many years later, I have to thank this doctor because he pretty much removed uh, all hope in traditional medicine. And I had to find my own way, had to do my own research, and we constructed our own therapy program which helped Richard immensely and he's come a long long way and back then uh, in 1996 Google hadn't been invented so I had to do things the old-fashioned way and go to the library. I often ask um, students when I'm presenting them uh, I tell them how do you think I did my research if Google wasn't around and so often they've got no clue they don't even know how to answer the question. Of course, I know. And, and with uh, Richard, what kind of program was that? What did you do that was completely different from your research and so forth? We we did a number of, of programs and if you were to ask me which one was the most successful, I probably couldn't point to it. I think it was a combination. Uh, we did... Uh, Doman therapy, which was a very physical therapy. Uh, we did Sunrise, which was a play-based uh, play therapy, and also ABA. 
which is now considered almost well mainstream uh, uh, type of therapy. It's a behavior modification or a, uh, an applied behavioral analysis therapy, whereby you you teach a child you you break the tasks down into the smallest smallest uh, of parts and you reward the um successful behavior uh and it's it's now very very common but back then uh the parents who had started ABA were pretty much pioneers uh of the uh, of the therapy at the time and what is the difference between uh domain sunrise and ABA well, Sunrise is play-based. You you uh, try and connect with the child by uh, pla- entering their world. Uh, it, it, whatever interests them, you join them. Uh, and Doman was uh, very much uh, physiotherapy-based, uh, so we did a lot of crawling, a lot of manipulation, uh, and and that was uh, that was the most intensive initially. Uh, we we had to go to the states and. And we were trained up in that. Uh, and uh, ABA is—it's um, also intensive. You know, it is recommended that you do a minimum of 20 hours per day, and we were doing more than that. Uh, and that's one-on-one, uh, breaking the tasks down and rewarding the child when they do achieve, and then trying to generalise that behaviour into everyday life. Wow, 20 hours a day—that's a lot. No, sorry. Did I say 20 hours a day? I meant 20 hours a week. Oh, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> wow, where did you have time to sleep? No, no, we did sleep. No, it was, it was about, we did therapy um, six, about six hours, six to eight hours a day, six days a week. But Richard was in a, you know, he was in a bad way. He had a number of issues. It wasn't just the autism. Yeah, and he's obviously come such a long way because you were talking about how brave he is. Would you like to share some of those brave stories with us? Oh yes, he's he's graduated high school, and and we were absolutely thrilled, so proud. You know, there are so many uh, young people who who don't graduate high school. He um, he travelled to Rio with his school group uh, for World Youth Day, which was just huge. Um, he uh, he's got a sense of humour, but where his his bravery came in is that he. He would. He was bullied um, a lot during school, uh, and uh, he would never ever say, "I'm not going to school." Uh, he tried his best. It was hard for him to learn, uh, and uh, he he never really gave up. He, he's got a cheeky personality. Uh, he tries to manipulate situations to get out of doing things. So he he's you know his personality comes through. Um, you know we had to teach him everything from from day one. We had to teach him how to uh, crawl, how to sit up, how to walk. Um, everything so the, the the number of obstacles he has overcome uh, is just unimaginable and he still smiles and he he's got a real joy and a love of life and he's taught me what the meaning of unconditional love is and and he's done that by example that's so beautiful and he sounds very clever where does he get his sense of humor from um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not very funny and, and, you know, we, I enjoy a good joke and as does my husband, but he's just, he just comes up with some really, um, 
funny things and and just the way he interprets also um, some of the characteristics of autism like interpreting things literally uh, can be quite entertaining um, so just things like you know when he was little if if you said something like pull your socks up he would pull his socks up or um, you know keep your chin up he'd, he'd put his chin up or it's raining cats and dogs he'd look out the window so that's quite entertaining that's not really a sense of humor it's just, it's more um, you know the literal interpretation of language oh that's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous so Randy you sound very passionate about what you do what drives you what drives me um, my son drives me and and also I I learned so much uh, in the early years from the parents who walked the path before me. Um, I learned more from them than from the professionals. Uh, so I I want to pass that on, pass on my knowledge so that, you know, knowledge through trial and error can be reduced. I can give them my pearls of wisdom uh, and hopefully they can benefit from it. I also don't want... Um, other young people to go through the loneliness that Richard experienced at school. I I very much believe that children by nature are caring. They're not they're not mean. I mean there are exceptions, I'm sure, but uh, generally um, children do want to include everybody in there, and they're quite um, quite nice to their peers. But it's just that they lack the skills. So I'm trying to change things by introducing a social program. Uh, a leadership program, and I want to empower young people with the belief that uh, they can change things, they can include people, and they can uh, they have it within them to make uh, their community, our society, a better place for all people, not just for kids with autism. In fact, uh, at some of the schools where this program's being trialled, the principals have said we want this extended beyond just kids with autism. There are so many children who have issues with socialisation, so that that's what we're doing now. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't that's not excluding that's just that's for all children when you're talking yes. about that absolutely. So how do you build awareness? I know you've got a um, uh, a book um, on that, but what else do you do? Do you do keynote speaking? Like how do you build your awareness that people um, learn more about what you do? I, yes, I, I do keynote speaking. I do workshops uh, at uh, at schools and at uh, I've, I've spoken at universities to the education students. I've spoken at disability organisations, uh, and uh, actually, we uh, I'm very excited about uh, uh, an engagement that both Richard and I have on November the 11th. Uh, we'll be speaking at the Scots College. Um, uh, women's uh, Christmas luncheon, and they specifically asked for both Richard and myself. And and I've spoken with Richard before, and and we've had so much fun. That was at the Life Start conference. Uh, he he presents his story. Um, his his speech is called "I'm Just Like Everybody Else," and he injects his jokes in there. And as he delivers his his nuggets of humour, he just cacks himself he laughs along with the audience and and he's so endearing so uh he, he certainly um outshines me on the stage uh, so I'm really looking forward to that oh that's gorgeous and very high level what are some of the things that he shares as part of his story uh the his speech um 
uh, well, the reason we wrote a speech uh, for him was uh, when I launched my book, I asked him, would you like to speak? And he said, um, oh, what would I say? I said, I don't know. What do you want to say? He said, well, what do they want to hear? I said, they want to hear what it's like to be you. And he looked at me rather quizzically and said, but mum, I'm just like everybody else. I said, well, there you go. You can call call your speech, I'm just like everybody else, and tell people what you're like. So he lists, he, he talks about what it was like when he was little. He remembers, uh, he's got an amazing memory. He remembers uh, things that happened to him when he was in kindergarten and that's where the worst of the physical bullying occurred. Um, and he talks about that and how he had to leave the school and go back to um, being taught at home. And then he talks about his um, high school experiences and he uh, his favourite teachers and uh, then he talks about his hopes and dreams, how he wants to drive a car. And then he says, but um, my mum said uh, I shouldn't worry about that because uh, uh, mum and dad will drive me anywhere I want to go. They'll be my taxi service for me. Um, he also talks about uh, what he's doing for work and invites everybody over to come and have a coffee with him at, at the coffee shop and uh, that he'd like to move uh, away from home and, and possibly live with his sister or, or with his friends. So it, it's, it's really just about his, his past and, his, um, and about his hopes and aspirations, uh, said in his words, his way. Oh, how beautiful. I'd love to see that. It sounds so uh, – you've just given me goosebumps. So beautiful. So with the benefits of hindsight, what would you have done differently? Um, I think I would have trusted my own instincts more. Um, you, you know, we're, we're conditioned to to ask questions from the professionals and sometimes silence our own instinct. Uh, so – that's what I wish I did more of uh, all through my life, not just with Richard. Yeah. And with the um, with that, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, I had such poor self-confidence as a teenager. Uh, I think that's, you know, fairly, fairly common, you know, that adolescence is tough. But I really, I really didn't uh, like myself a lot, and and I'd just like to go back and say, do you know what? You're amazing. Um, you have so much strength, and and you need to believe in yourself and trust yourself. That's what I'd like to say to my younger self. You know, it's quite interesting when um, we we do we, as you know, we have spoken to amazing women, uh, inspirational yes. women, and like yourself. And it's interesting when we talk about advice to younger self. We look at that's one of the things that comes up a lot is is about the self love and the self trust. Mm. And I wonder. I mean, it's one of those things that I still practice today, and and I wonder if that just gets better as we become older and wiser. Oh, absolutely. I, I think um, I think a lot of that for me happened um, when I turned forty. Uh, that's when I was able to to really be comfortable in my own skin and and like myself. And and you know what? I learned to say no. It took me that long to learn to say no, and that 
that was huge for me because I wanted to please everybody. I I would say yes, even though um, it would have been uh, challenging to uh, accept a task or, or to accept an invitation or whatever it was. Um, but that that's when it all sort of fell into place for me. Um, so it, it does take time, but... Um, but even even confidence as a teenager, I, I lacked so much confidence. In my workshops now, I do really simple things with the students. I just teach them to sit up straight and, and also walk tall. Um, I, I know that I didn't walk tall when I was younger and, and posture has so much to do with your with, with how you perceive yourself, how others perceive you. And and for me that that came much later in life. And I I love the walking talk a tall piece because that's actually a way to shift your mindset because Absolutely. if you don't have the confidence and you're slouching over a chair or over a, a table, your body you're actually saying to your mind, I'm not worthy, I'm whatever that may be that comes to mind for you. And, yes. But if you actually straighten yourself and walk tall there's you can actually trick your mind with your body yes so when yes. we're talking about body language it's very powerful it is powerful and um and the response from the students is amazing um it, there's an instant shift you can see it uh, the 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 vibe in the room changes dramatically um so uh, I've, I've seen it time and time again so it is it is very powerful and it's such a simple thing. Even I find I catch myself sometimes the way I sit. If I just shift my body a little bit, how much better I feel, or how much more proud or confident I feel. Yeah, absolutely, and and that that's why um actually earlier this year in February, I uh, put together an event called Model Mates, um, because our our young people with uh, with uh, disabilities uh, often uh, walk with their eyes cast down their shoulders slump they, they don't walk confidently so I uh, approached uh, a couple of organizations and we put together a fashion parade at Castle Towers whereby our young people uh, walked, strutted their stuff on the catwalk alongside professional models. Uh, and the, the shift in, in their body language was am amazing in one night. At the beginning of the night, you know, they were very nervous and they were, they had their, their normal posture. But at the end, after they were celebrated and people clapped and cheered for them and they walked as they were, as they were asked to walk, at the end of the night, they were schmoozing with the VIP guests at the cocktail party. They were smiling, laughing, approaching people, initiating conversation. It, it was so wonderful to watch. It was really a privilege just to be amongst them. Uh, and so that that sort of that positive reinforcement um, is is powerful. The posture is powerful, and that applies to all our children and also to to women who are often conditioned to not believe in themselves and to to play second fiddle. Mm, it's it's one of those things that I talk about. Uh, quite a bit when I'm especially when I'm working with my customers or my clients and we talk uh, a little bit about public speaking for example and 
you know, public speaking is up there, one of the scariest things you can do. And sometimes people allow that fear to override every ounce of their being. And what I say is if you pretend to be somebody else, and what I used to do, I used to pretend that I was somebody else, big and tall, and used to hold myself in that manner, uh, even if I was so nervous, uh, because nobody knows you're nervous unless you tell them or unless you're shaking like Elvis Presley. Uh, <laughs> but I think that if you actually connect with that, you know, that, that, um, walking tall and being a strong stand, people will never know it. But not only that, you're going to trick your mind to believing you're confident, even when you're not confident. That's right. Yeah. That's mm. right. Yeah. yeah. So I love it. Yeah. So, Randa, who has been your greatest influence? I, I would have to say it's my son. Uh, he he is my hero and he is my teacher. And and it's bizarre, you know, the, the role reversal is bizarre, but he inspires me daily to become a better person. Uh, he's taught me um, patience. He's taught me unconditional love, and he uh, he just is um, in my eyes. He he is my hero. Oh, I just love that, and I think that too. I I have that mindset that I learned from my son. I also have a son, and how old is Richard? He's just, he's 20. 20. Oh, okay. So my son's just turned 22, but I always say that I learned so much from him. He has taught me so much and I can relate to the whole patience piece because I quite often, um, in the past, not so much now, when there were moments where I was feeling a certain way, he'd be saying, you know what, mum, just chill, just relax. And just to hear those words, like, oh, that's my son saying this to me. And, um, it's amazing because you just automatically look up to them and go, wow, where did you get that wisdom from? It, absolutely. Oh, today um, something really bizarre happened. Uh, my husband parked in the driveway and I backed out without even looking and crashed straight into him. Um, so the day didn't start well and I was quite cranky with my husband for parking in the driveway even though it was me that crashed um and I was driving Richard to the bus stop and he said he said to me mum promise me when you go home promise me you'll hug dad promise me and I said I will Richard just you know let's just focus and he said no mum and he kept reminding me that you know I should just hug my husband and and stop being cranky and he said it's just metal, mum. And I thought, here's this child who technically has the disability and he uh, and he's the one telling me how I should uh, view the entire situation. It's no big deal. It's just, you know, some metal that got crushed and I should go and hug my husband. Um, I found that extraordinary. It is, isn't it? Because we can get so quiet. Uh, intense and caught up in the whole emotion when in reality it is it's just it's just metal yes yeah it is so Randa we always ask our women of inspiration to describe one word that would best describe your personal brand what would be that one word empower, empower. definitely empower yeah. Yeah. So can I ask you why? I can see why you empower lots of other people women children and so forth but for yourself for myself, um, I I think uh, if 
if you don't if you don't feel that you have the strength um, to to face your challenges, then um, you can't face them. Uh, and you there are there are always good things that come out of even the worst situations. Uh, and you need to be empowered to get yourself through them, to get your family through them. Uh, and and that's what um, that's what I live by now, empowering um, empowering yourself and empowering those around you. And and for me, I'm I'm also passionate about empowering our youth and and women, because um, you know so many women, especially if they're uh, obliged to stay home and and look after a child with a disability, um, they they lose touch with with the world. They lose touch with with friends, with with their workplace, uh, and they 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 they've just uh, they lose themselves. And uh, I just uh, I just want to empower women um, to find themselves and to be the best advocates they can be for their families and and for themselves. I love the fact that you talked about finding the positive in any challenge. You know, it, 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 can, it doesn't matter how bad and having a look at that as what would be the opportunity here because it really helps you move forward with things, doesn't it, rather than getting stuck in it. Oh, definitely. If if you focus on um, the 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 worst of the situation, you'll get stuck there, and you won't be able to move forward. Um, did I plan to have a child with autism? No, I didn't. Um, do I wish that um, Rich didn't have the challenges that he has? I I wish he didn't have so many challenges. But would I change him? I wouldn't change him for the world um, because, as I said, he's taught me. And, and also um, I've, I've met the most amazing people uh, on our journey, uh, some wonderful people. I've made new best friends. Uh, I've, I've met um, some, some wonderful advocates, professionals, teachers, uh, so many people I would never have come in contact with. Uh, so... You know, it was a detour, but a detour that um, that I, I a lot of good came from. Mm, and you wouldn't be where you are today without it. That's right. That's right. It, it, that journey uh, is uh, is a part of who I am, and and has made me the person who I am today. Oh, it's beautiful. So, Renda, as we uh, wrap up the show, we always ask our woman of inspiration to leave three golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be your three golden nuggets for our listeners, please? Well, um, three, it, it was tough for me to whittle it down to three because I've, I've written a whole chapter in, in my book called How to Develop a Success Mindset. But the three are, um, the first one is believe in yourself. You must believe in yourself. You've got the power. You've got the strength. You just have to allow it to surface. Uh, the, the second one is turn your focus outwards. When you're feeling so uh, down and out or negative or weighed down by challenges, um, you just have to look around you and, and count your blessings. Um, the, you know, there, there are people who don't have a roof over their heads, who, who have nothing in the fridge, who can't, who uh, are in you know abusive uh, relationships. Um, when we were in in the neonatal intensive 
care ward uh, with with Richard, um, I used to just pray to God and say, God, let me just take my baby home. And there were there were families who who weren't able to take their baby home. Um, you know, I got to take mine home. So. I, I was forever grateful that that, that prayer was answered. Um, there's always um, someone who's who's doing it a lot tougher. And then when you do focus um, outwards, you can give. And when it is so true that that in giving you receive much much more. Um, so try and um, you know expand your horizons, reach out to people, um, and and you'll find a lot of satisfaction and um, your self confidence will grow. So I really believe that you should turn your focus outwards and uh, and and try and be of service to others. And the third one is uh, tap into your spirituality, whatever your spirituality is. Um, in in my instance, uh, I have a I'm Christian, uh, but if um, you, you know, even if you if you take up meditation or or yoga, whatever it is, tap into your spirituality. Find um, find what 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 centers you at your very core, uh, and and. F- that's where I found my peace and my acceptance of my situation. It was my spirituality. And a lot of people are, are dismissive of that, um, but it's it's so uh, powerful. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I love the three golden nuggets. There's one question in believing yourself. What about if one, and this is for our listeners because I'm sure they're probably thinking the same thing. What about if one struggles believing in themselves? How do you believe in yourself if you don't believe in yourself? If you don't believe in yourself, um, I, I think I think the, be- the best way to start is just as we were talking about tricking our mind with our posture is just to to trick yourself and just uh find write down some positive affirmations such as um i am strong i am successful whatever whatever it is uh that resonates with you and just constantly say it uh, day in day out and 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 slowly expand that that repertoire and you will begin to believe it, uh, and your subconscious is um, is powerful and works even while you're sleeping. Uh, also, um, be mindful of of what you're watching, what you're listening to. Um, I try and and put on um, uh, inspirational talks on my uh, my iPad or my phone, so that when I am sitting on a plane or driving in my car i'm i'm listening to uh, inspirational um speakers and and i i end up adopting uh, a lot of their philosophies just by listening to them so initially just listen and uh, and and trick trick yourself uh, by by repeating those positive affirmations it it may sound very simplistic but you know what it is it is simple yeah, and it does work. I agree. I do that too. I listen to uh, some inspirational people while I'm driving. I don't watch the news. I don't read the newspaper. I'm very conscious about what I feed my mind. Absolutely. That That's it. That's key. Mm. So, Randa, how will our listeners find you or, and what's the best platform for them to connect with you? Uh, Facebook is, is very good. I've got um, 
uh, my own personal page, uh, my, my name, Randa Habelry. Uh, I've also got a dealing with autism page and a mates page. I'm also on LinkedIn uh, and Instagram and, of course, a, a YouTube channel. And it was uh, a YouTube video that started me on this journey, which was a response to uh, a horrific bullying incident that Richard um, experienced when he was 16. I just I thought, that's it, I'm going to just, um, you know, try and reach his peers through YouTube. So, um, yeah, I love social media. Uh, I've, I'm self-taught because I, I was in my own cocoon for so many years uh, with Richard's therapy, but uh, social media is the best way. And also I've got my website, which is um, www.dealingwithautism.com.au or uh, randahabelry.com. Randa, thank you so much for your time and your energy and this heartfelt conversation. I absolutely enjoyed it and I really uh, can't wait till I see Richard or meet Richard. He sounds like a wonderful um, man, absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much for your time and energy. Thank you for your time, Catherine. Really appreciate it. It was And it was fun too. Always fun, always fun. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.